This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, LS Pod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's Swindon Town. Hello, Ryan. Good morning, Rich. How are we doing? Oh, it's it's Friday, the weekend, all that malarkey. I'm very, very happy. How are you? I'm good, thank you, Rich. The last Friday presser before the transfer window shuts on Monday. So all the business will be looking to get done. And hopefully this time when we speak next week before our game on Tuesday evening, we'll have lots more news to bring you. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people will disagree with this. But I think generally as a collective, the fans have been okay this month. Of course, there have been the constant sign some players sort of memification of that statement. But I think generally, it's been fine. I think we're just now at the, I want players before Colchester, as opposed to, I want players before Crawley. Well, considering, you know, the departures that we've had, it's not been departures to kind of uh, bar Alex Gilbert, people that aren't a key figure in this squad. In fact, we, you know, we have lost the likes of Kessler Hayden, Simpson... Uh, and of course, Romney Critchlow. You just you just wonder what the reaction would have been in previous seasons when things weren't as rosy off the field as they are at this moment in time. So I think the fans have been brilliant, very patient. But that you know, when that Tyree Simpson news came out, there certainly must have been a couple of kind of squeaky bums with people worrying what was going on next. Yeah, there's going to be signings. I'm I'm absolutely certain of that. And if I'm wrong, then oh my goodness me. But I'm very confident that. Things will happen before then. News filtering out on social media last night and again this morning via 
a journalist in Jamaica, and Pete O'Rourke, who is a noted rumour mill merchant, but quite a credible one, is that Anthony Grant could be set to join Scunthorpe United, which is a good move for him. We'll see him in a few weeks because they will be at the county ground in February. But, I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it? It makes total sense. But what I can tell you is whether Ben Garner's being honest or not, I'm not sure. Uh, but he has told us that he knows no news of Anthony Grant, apparently seemingly off to Scunthorpe. But, you know, given the fact that these outlets are breaking it and the situation that we have there, I would be very uh, pushed to say that I think that is probably a false accusation and we could see uh, Grant signing on the dotted line for the Scunthorpe before before we, we well before the end of the window on Monday. The other team linked to him is actually Colchester United, our yes. opponents this weekend. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if they realise this, but... Anthony Grant has not, I repeat, not played for Ipswich. So that kind of goes against their scouting network, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's petty, isn't it? Yeah, That's petty. It, it, it that. is. But I'm also thinking that, you know, Scunthorpe might be a suit, better suited team for Anthony Grant. Um, I mean, Colchester, to be fair, yes, you look at the league table, they're, they're not in a great position either as Scunthorpe. But Colchester probably out of the two clubs are the, are the one that you'd look at and say, actually, they've got a bit more than that to be in the relegation zone or right at the bottom of the table of League Two. So, you know, I, I think that the Scunthorpe deal would make sense for everyone involved. Anthony Grant, as much as we all love him, probably hasn't got that much left of his playing career to date. And this could be his last move. OK, well, we'll see what happens over the coming hours, days etc. So we'll move on to the presser then, which was with yourself and of course, Johnny Leefield of The Advertiser and Mr. Andrew Hawes of BBC of Radio Swindon. And the first question on this was on Tyree Simpson, which was an absolute was always going to be the kick question. in the nuts of, of news. Oh my goodness, of course it was. Um, last week, Bristol Rovers Man of the match performance, as far as us on the pod were, were concerned, you know, and that wasn't just because of his very, very good finish to make it 1-0. A frustrating weekend, but not an end-of-the-world result by any stretch of the imagination, considering it's a derby. A bit disappointed because, oh, I mean, we're so much better than Bristol Rovers in terms of playing football, but... They did a good job. So Tyree Simpson was then recalled. It's not because of football reasons, which makes it ruddy annoying. What's the update? So the update on the front at the moment is that there is no change to the situation on Tyree Simpson. As things stand, he was called back by uh, head coach Kieran McKenna back to Ipswich. And the reason it was, it's purely a financial reason from their point of view. They might not say that, but it is. Tyree Simpson's contract, as it stands, runs out at the end of the season. They have a trigger to extend it for a further year, should they wish to do so. But Ben Garner covered it great. He said that, at the end of the day, in his honest appraisal, Tyree has probably outperformed their expectations for him this season when he's come to swim. He's developed a lot better than what they could have imagined in the wildest dreams. They're now looking at him thinking, actually, there's probably some money to be made here on Tyree Simpson as an asset if we don't want to use him as a player in our in our setup. So the agreement is that hopefully if he signs a new deal, then they he will be allowed to go back out on loan and it, and all eyes point to Swindon that being that loan move. But it's it's a discussion between Tyrese's agent and Ipswich and unfortunately Swindon have no say in it. No, absolutely. Ugh. 
Grizzly business, I would lean towards the fact that we might not see him again because if he doesn't want to sign that contract last week, why would he sign it this week unless it's on improved terms? But we'll see what happens. Well, we could see him in League One. You never know. Should the embargo be lifted at the end of this season? He's only got a year on his contract. He's only had half a season of kind of professional football behind him. Yes, he's done well, but it's only half a season in League Two. Could he look to be sold? Could Swindon look to be a buyer? Who knows? Who knows? Let us see. The other loanee that we're talking about constantly is Kane Kessler-Hayden. And that one could go either way, couldn't it? I mean, I think he, he was a little bit more closed off in, in this question, which gives me a little bit more hope that we might see him before Monday evening is out. Well, yes. I also think that... <laughs> part, well, the reason I say yes is because I, I get where you're coming from, Rich, but I also think... Part of the reason he may be a little bit more close off is because essentially Ben Garner has been asked for the last three pre-match press conferences a question about a player that isn't actually his player anymore. And so there might be a sense of, can we just kind of move on from this now? But with that in mind, of course, Aston Villa made the sign of Callum Chambers last night. A a, A defender, could he compete at right back? He has played there before. My only concern, and I hate to kind of put a downer on things, is the way Aston Villa like to play this season, especially with the acquisition of Lucas Dinia at left-back, a very attacking left-back player. Matty Cash at right-back, attacking right-back. So is Kane Kessler-Hayden. I don't think Gerrard would look to move away from that style of play. And, and that would mean that unless a new arrival comes in, additionally to Callum Chambers, then I can't see him being let go. OK, that, that, that's fair enough. I think there's a very easy way Ben Garner can uh, bat away this and result in not many questions by saying he's not coming back. Whether that's true or not, he doesn't have to say, but he can say he's not coming back and therefore, OK, that's done. Well, there's still there's still contact going on with the club. So, you know, I don't want to say... Yeah, but he doesn't have to say that. He can just say they're not coming back and then boom, Monday evening, guess who's back? <laughs> but I think Ben's a very honest person as well. I don't think that's what he likes to do. I don't think he'd like to listen. None to of them are honest in these presses. Yeah. Come on. They I'm, I'm trying to find the argument here to say that, you know, <laughs> I, I'm on Ben's side, but we'll just have to wait and see. You know, should but there is a point of look, let's just move on. And, and if he comes back, great. If he doesn't, then you know, we'll, we'll have to make do with what we've got. And he is a loss, Kane Gessler Hayden, absolutely. But I, I, do, I do think Swindon can cope without him. New signings, so we know well, we've signed one player this week. I remember Richie Wellens telling me um, how much he hated this part of the job. Um, there were, you know, I don't know if there was a director of football. Um, when Richie Wellens first walked in or in his first summer, but he he certainly wasn't a fan of the transfer window in terms of the additional stress. But no stress for uh, Ben Garner this week. Well, uh, apparently not. It's a busy week, but not a stressful week. You know, um, I, I tend to agree that they're, they're two of the same thing, really. Um, the embargo has made things challenging. A, a, a quote from Ben Garner's press conference, this transfer embargo that Swindon Town find themselves under, Josh Davison, like you said, has come in this week, fitted in really well, um, but there will be no new signings before this weekend game against Colchester. That is what we have been told. He's hopeful of two new players in on Monday, possibly actually three new players in on Monday. But again, this is all about negotiations. If Swindon could pay a little bit more, they would have had these deals done by now. The fact that they can't is down to transfer embargo. So Swindon are really just having to make an argument based on how they'll develop loan players and, and their ambitions for the rest of the season. Is two more enough? I think so. I think it depends massively on the quality 
of players that you bring in if you turn around and say, actually, you're going to be bringing in uh, possibly two academy players that haven't played senior football before. You'd look to it and say possibly not because there's not enough time to get them up to speed, especially given uh, the league position that Swindon Town are in. But if you bring in two players that, you know, they've had a little bit of experience somewhere else, they've got un- undoubted potential, such as one player that we'll discuss later in this in this presser is Louis Barry, then, you know, it, it could well be. It just depends on, on who fits in. Mm. OK, we'll move on from the deadline day for a little bit and move on uh, to the next question, which was about goalkeeper selection. So, of course, Jojo Wallacott is back from the Africa Cup of Nations. Lewis Ward has been deputising in his absence. So now... Ghana has the dilemma of who he wants to start against Colchester. Who's he going for? Well, he said it's a tough decision. And I think he was just saying that to keep people happy. It's not a tough decision at all, is it? It's, it's Jojo Wallacott that will be coming back into the team. And, and Lewis Ward will be relegated to the bench. I'm, I'm not a critic of Lewis Ward, but I, you know, the, the ability between those two keepers and how they've played this season... I think you, you'd be silly not to put Jojo back in goal. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I agree. But I, I'd be interested to see how Jojo comes back from what was a very disappointing uh, Africa Cup of Nations for Ghana. It, that would have been a real body blow because the way they exited was a huge shock uh, for the competition. One that, I guess, us in England and Europe don't really think about, but pretty uh, momentous moment for Ghanaian football. So fingers crossed uh, that we'll be playing on Jojo's mind. Let's move then to the Colchester game because Colchester United, well, since we last met them, so I think we drew nil-nil at the county ground early in the season, Hayden Mullins has been, well, he left the club and Wayne Brown is, is currently the interim manager. They have had a stinker of a season just above the relegation zone, but with six points clear. So, you know, Scunthorpe and Oldham really are the strugglers at this moment in time. They had lost five league games on the bounce, but a nice little away day at Salford changed all that last week when they beat them 3-0. In terms of the transfer market, they have been busy. During this window, they have brought in Tom Dallison from Crawley Town, Cameron Cox from Solihull, Emir Hughes from, guess who, Ipswich, and John Okinde from Ginningham in the last 24 hours or so. And also in the loan market, they've brought in Awara Edwards from Bristol City, Corey Andrews from Wimbledon, and Miles Kenlock from guess who Ipswich so there's they're going through a sort of second half of the season squad change so how they've been for the the rest of the season is kind of null and void really without going into who's available for Swindon what did Ben Garner have to say about this game because despite the position it's a tricky one we hate going to Colchester I think by everyone's expectations even rival fans expectations they've massively underperformed this season haven't they you know, they're a club that, well, they came to the county ground earlier in the season and, and for want of a better word, they battered us. So, you know, we go there tomorrow looking to improve, looking to bounce back from that performance. But it'll be interesting to see how they do suit up. They're a club that's been active in the transfer window. The recent signing of John Akinde is a good signing for them. And I think Ben Garner is kind of 
at odds to know what to expect because when you bring a new man in, they bounce back a lot of the time. It's we see a new style, and we saw that in their in their victory against a, a good Salford City side. They've been they've been relying on those those ex Ipswich players like Cole Skews and Tommy Smith, and of course Luke Chambers, and up front Freddie Sears. They've, I mean, these are names, and it's just not clicked for them for whatever reason this year. But I, I don't see them as as relegation fodder. I think they will climb the table. It's just that I hate this game I, I, I might be wrong but it just feels like it's probably that Richie Wellen season where we lost to them <laughs> several times over comfortably that I feel like this is not a hunting ground that we like to go to this is not a away day that we tend to enjoy in recent times so you know be interested to see how, how Ben Garner does it will be um, I mean when we look at the table as, as we said with Bristol Rovers, Swindon Town should be winning this game quite comfortably. Their new players make it an entirely different prospect as to what it would have been a month ago. But Swindon strong, Swindon chasing, you know, a victory with the games in hand on the teams above us as well. Two games in hand on the likes of Newport currently sitting in third place would really do us a good cause in pushing for those automatic spots. That being said, a loss and, you know, it, it's all getting very tight around that. 8th, 6th, 12th position. Yeah, we've, we've not beat them in our last five attempts. Last time Swindon were victorious against Colchester was at home in 2019, 3-0 win. We've not won at Colchester since 2016, 4-1 win. Nicky Jose and Michael Doughty with braces between them. So yeah, it's not a place that we've liked going in the last three or four visits. Who's available for this game for Swindon? So for Swindon, good news is there's no new injuries, which obviously is a is a is a pleasant thing and one that really. So I'm going to start that again. <laughs> the good news is that there's no new injuries for Swindon Town. Jack Payne has had a good week's training. We all saw that picture of him back on the county ground pitch doing some running. That's great for him. Matthew Bowdery's had a good week's training with the squad, but for both players, it's just a little bit too early to come back um, for tomorrow's game. Jack Payne on that front, there's a feeling that. He will be undergoing more training next week, so possibly won't feature again then. So you're really probably looking at about another week's work, worth of waiting until we see Payne back on the pitch for Swindon. Okay then. So how do you think now? We can't say well they're going to go with the same lineup as last week because we've lost Tyrese. Do you think it's going to be same same eleven with the new centre forward coming in? With reference to the squad, I think it will be. Very much the same as what we've seen because if we look on the face of it, it wasn't actually a bad performance against Bristol Rose in terms of chances created and, and expected goals as well. Swindon had essentially had enough to win that game. It was just, I think, probably the occasion got to the players a bit too much. So Jojo Wallacott expect to come back in. Back three of O'Brien, Dion Conroy and Akinodomeo. Rob Hunt will occupy that right wing back position. Ellis Iandola on the other side as well. In the middle, Louis Reed, Johnny Williams... Possibly, you know, I didn't think Ben Gladwin had his best game against Rovers. It w- w- could we see Jordan Lydon come back possibly again there? And then up front, Harry McCurdy and we want to say Tyree Simpson, but we'll say Josh Davison. Hopefully he can hit the ground running. What's your prediction though? Prediction? Positive, as always, Rich, you know me. So I'm going to go for a, a 2-1 Swindon win. Lovely stuff. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna just say yeah that too. I, I think it's gonna be a difficult <laughs> game, uh, buoyed by new signings, but we we can play some lovely stuff. No, yeah, two one Swindon. Let's do this. Let's go. Shall we listen to your audio? Hi Ben. Good morning. Um, Good morning. 
you have lost some big players in this window. Um, you can't kind of get away from that fact in Kane, Romney and Tyrese. And it is getting very tight in that playoff zone, you know. A win or in the games in hand, you could go into the automatic spots and you could also get caught up by the teams beneath you. Are you a little bit concerned about how much some of these departures might have weakened your squad? No, not at all. I think we've... Uh... We've brought in two really good players, outfield players in, in Jacob Bryan and now Josh Davison. Um, so I'm really happy with both of those. Great additions for the football club. And we've still got a lot of really high quality players here. And we've had an undercurrent group, if you like, that, that have worked hard and have really, really developed this season, which is what we wanted. So, you know, the likes of Harry Parsons, Ricky Aguilar, Mo Dabre, for example, you know, first time in a full-time environment. His improvement has been incredible. It's been incredible. Um, and the, so those players have got a lot closer to, to the team and are pushing from behind as well, which obviously doesn't doesn't get seen too much. But there's been a lot of really good work done with that. So, no, I'm really happy with, with, with the squad overall. Um, you know, a, a great season so far in terms of starting points and now. But we want to progress. We want to improve. We want to add to it. I'm confident we will strengthen enough that we can challenge at the top of this league. Um, and be there in the you know the final weeks of the season. We can we can be in with a shout. Yeah, and, you know we spoke after the Northampton game at the start of the year, and, and you kind of said that you're confident of, of keeping players. Does obviously things can change because you know parents clubs can essentially do what they want. But do you lose a little bit of trust or, or faith in some of the clubs that you then work with when you're told one thing and then another thing happens as day or week later? No, not really, because let's say it's factors outside our control and. Um, all the conversations we had leading into the window was about the development of those players um, and, and clubs were really happy with that in terms of what we were doing with them. Um, you know, we provide information back to those clubs in terms of physical data, etc. Um, and those conversations have always been good and those relationships have been good, but footballs can change. Um, and, you know, for example, the, the Tyree situation, I think in honesty, he's done better than anyone at Ipswich expected him to do. So he's an asset for that football club. They now want to protect that asset with a new contract. Um, that's completely understandable from their part. So that's something that's out of our hands. It changed very quickly. Um, same, same with Kane at Aston Villa, changing manager. You know, a changing manager, uh, new manager has come in, wants to have a look at him and get eyes on him himself and assess where he is in relation to his squad which again, we, we completely understand and that's that's part of football. So, um, like I say, the positive is we've shown how we can develop players at this football club, both our own and from, from loan clubs. Um, and that's what we set out to do, to have a good season as a club, as a team, but also to develop individual players. And um, we, we've done that. We will do that now with Jake O'Brien, for example, has come in, um, has played uh, consistently straight away. He's improving every day. Uh, he's exactly what he was described to me as from Crystal Palace. Great attitude, fantastic desire to improve. Um, and he will come on leaps and bounds between now and the end of the season. So um, we just keep working with the players that are in the building. Our focus will always be on those. That's where all our energy will go because outside these four walls, we just can't control it. So no point expending energy there. Let's focus on here, do everything possible every day, uh, keep improving, keep building this football club. And finally, one player that, um, well, Aston Villa have taken Kane Kessler-Halen back, but one player on their books is Louis Barry, and it seems they're interested in him 
looking at sending him out on a on a loan move. Any interest there from yourself? And what do you make of him as a player? Uh, yeah, I like Louis as a player. Knowing him historically from from West Bromwich Albion and um, fantastic talent. Um, seen a seen a lot of him. Um, yeah, he's, he's a player that's very very talented. But we we want to bring talented players to this football club. We want to bring the right players to this football club. Um, and as I say, we will look to do that over the next two or three days. So, no or yes, just a maybe, but potentially there is what you're saying. You like him, but you won't tell us more than that. <laughs> any, any, any player coming to this football club, the, the first you'll hear about it will be when it's announced. Um, that's the case in, in every window um, with every single player. Um, you know, I don't like commenting on, on, on players from other clubs. Likewise, I don't want players people commenting on our players here. So, um, we go through the correct channels with every with every signing that we make um, we will do everything right and like I say I'm still um, really positive we can get the players in that we want um, and then coming into this window we'll be really positive looking forwards Brilliant thank you Ben good luck tomorrow Okay then so the areas that you wanted to cover first well the first area you wanted to cover was the impact of departures on the squads it, it must be like I speak to Steve Hooper and from his perspective as kit man, he says it's the worst part of the job, you know, when the guys leave and they leave abruptly. And it must have an impact with, with the changing room sort of dynamic, mustn't it? Well, absolutely. And and the point I made to Ben Garnett, you heard in my question there, was that these aren't players that, and I've said it on the pod previously, the players that we had leave aren't kind of players that, you know, weren't playing a big part in Swindon Town's season. They were massive players for us. You know, Tyree Simpson's been scoring for fun recently and seems to have formed a real solid partnership with Harry McCurdy. Kane Kessler-Hayden had pushed on leaps and bounds, which is why he's now in contention for a Premier League squad. And of course, Romney Critchlow, towards the last stage of his time at Swindon, he was fighting to get back in the side, but he'd been really good for Swindon all season. So it, is, it does have a big impact, whether Garner wants to admit that or not. On his point, it's possibly something we don't think of is how some of these players in the background have improved at Swindon Town this season. I think Ricky Agua and Harry Parsons in particular could have a massive part for, to play for Swindon throughout the rest of the season. And we'll just have to, to see how they go. But it's disappointing to lose players. But of course, that's why we always say, don't we, Rich? Don't fall in love with a lone player. Yeah, and that's not true either. Of course you can. It's just be prepared that they will leave. You also asked Garner about whether you lose trust with clubs when they recall um, the players, whether it be because of form or contract disputes, what have you. And I think that was an interesting question because it must do their heads in, even if they can't say it because of, you know, <laughs> industry etiquette. Well, absolutely. It was, it's a question just because I wanted to understand a little bit more about how Ben Garner felt. You heard me there. I quoted my question to him after the Northampton game. And after that game, <laughs> it's one of kind of those famous last words, isn't it? Ben Garner said that I expect all my players to, to stay. Since then, we've lost pretty much all of them. So it's one of those things. But you heard him touch a little bit more on what I mentioned earlier about Tyree Simpson going back because of a contract situation. And they now see him as an asset. But even though Garner's trying to find a reason for it, it must be very, very disappointing when, well... Well, at the end of the day, no one likes getting lied to, do they? And that, and that seems to have been what's happened to Swindon. Yeah. Okay. Well, the final question you asked was about Louis Barry. You're looking for that exclusive, <laughs> then, aren't you? Of course, we're looking for that exclusive. You know, Louis Barry is a player that many, many, many clubs are eyeing up from um, to, to secure a loan deal for the rest of the season. Of course, he's 
held in such high regards, similar to Kane Kessler Hayden at Aston Villa, and and that's why they see him as a player for the future. But for the meantime, all signs point to him going out on loan for the rest of this season. The reason that I think Swindon Town have a great chance is because of how well they have developed Kane Kessler Hayden, how well. Um, Sorry, how good their relationship is with Aston Villa as a club. As you heard there, Ben Garner's not giving much away. He is a player that is very, very talented and we want to bring talented players to this football club. That's the only line we really got out of him on this front. There was a couple of wry smiles, I do have to say though, Rich. So, you know, if I was a betting man, I wouldn't be too sherpish about putting a bet on Louis Barry to be at Swindon by the end of the transfer window. Well, that's nice because I know fans are very excited by the notion of a of signing Louis Barry. I, I need to see him play senior football and see what he's all about before I can get too excited. But obviously, given the hype, it would be incredible to have someone of that calibre and potential down in League Two to try and get us the hell out of this division at the first time of asking. What a weird episode it's been, Ryan. I think I've talked to you in about four different places um, for, for this one due to the nature of our busy schedules it is absolutely thank you to everyone listening uh, I'm out to, to view a property so you know it's, it's, it's a bit of a busy time isn't it I'm always probably as busy as Ben Garner is and Ben Chorley are with the with the transfer window deadline so you spoke to me indoors outdoors and in the car but thank you for your patience Rich and uh, up to Swindon for this weekend up the Swindon for this one indeed. So, yeah, thank you for taking part in this one, despite that busier than Ben Garner schedule. And, um, well, hopefully we'll be able to talk on Monday in calmer uh, <laughs> environments. Ryan, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Rich. The Low Strangers is an independent podcast and views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The intro music of the presser is by the amazing Drag Me Down, influenced by the great Matthew Kilford. And the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. I'm good, thank you. I am all good. Yeah, good. Uh, The last presser that we are doing before... The transfer window slams shut. Oh, is there no midweek next week? Oh, no, wait. There is, yeah. Let's do that bit. <laughs> Hi, Ellis Pod fans. It's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward. Or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18+. plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.